This is Christopher from Rexoria, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. You said we're waiting on somebody else to. Yeah, free dine marking. All right, cool. You guys doing all right today? Hmm? You doing all right today? Yeah, it's been um, it's been a long day so far, but um, yeah. You've been doing interviews all day. Not all day, but um, like Enough an hour. Of them. <laughs> no, no, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's nice being interviewed. I, yeah, I, I guess it's better than nobody paying any attention, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. <laughs> And, uh, and the sun has been shining for the first time for like 10 years now in Sweden. Oh, that's so. right. Because you get that 24 hours of darkness there, right? Yeah. yeah it's been like that for a couple of months now. So. <laughs> I don't know how in the world you deal with that. That would drive me nuts. Yeah, you get used to it, I guess. I, I cannot get used to it. I just hate it. <laughs> <laughs> You want to get started? And if he jumps in, we'll just jump him in? Okay. Is that okay? It's fine with me. All right, cool. So let's talk about Rexoria. Um, third album, Imperial Dawn, was released, I guess, last week, right? Last Friday? Correct. Mm -hmm. Now that it's out, what's been the response to it so far? It's been really good. Um, I'm not the one who is on the um, social medias where most of the comments and stuff are uh, com coming. Maybe, Christopher, you know a bit more about that part. Yeah, but I'll say in general, we got uh, really good comments and everyone seems to be happy with it. So it's been good. And how do you guys feel about it after it's done? Are you satisfied with the way it came out? Yeah, we, we are really satisfied with it. I mean, we just we got it on the CD and vinyl and also on digital. Uh, so, uh, I mean, very, very happy. And uh, yeah, I think we we couldn't have made it better. To be awesome. So let's, uh, I'm just going through my notes here. Really um, mixed by Steven from Within Temptation. How did you guys uh, decide on that? We had, um, we had some uh, discussions what kind of uh, sound we wanted with this album from the first beginning. And then, uh, okay, we want uh, the keyboard to be more lifted up than previous albums um, and so on. So we were checking out many different uh, engineers uh, and then we actually found uh, Stefan uh, so we uh, sent him the the only demo we had and uh, thought if he would be interested and uh, he replied that yeah let's do it so uh, it was and we are really really happy about the result working with him was good yeah it was really good and really smooth uh, I mean we were we were recording everything in our own studios here. Um, and he was like helping us. Okay, you can um, think about the acoustic and everything. I mean, he helped us in every way. And uh, communicating in Swedish, it also helps a bit. Uh, and the 
always very fast to reply and uh, yeah he was really really nice to work with okay so is there something you want your fans to take away from or a message you want after they listen to the uh imperial dawn that's all right <laughs> yeah, you can take that for you uh not a message really it's uh it depends on which song you're listening to um it, it's also all songs have different you know lyrics and kind of styles um so it depends on what mood you're on you i think you can have a one song uh at imperial on for every mood you're at you know when you're furious you might listen to rachel madness but if you want to love battle and you know cry a bit you can listen to devious desire so <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what you're at you know <laughs> gotcha so there's a little bit of something for everyone yeah I believe every it. mood anyway yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> What was the writing process like? Are you guys able to get together and write in the same room, you know, like the old traditional ways, or is it more emailing stuff back and forth? Um, yeah, uh, on the previous two albums, we have been more like having this emailing stuff, uh, you know, trying to take an advance of the di digital. Uh, but um, we we tried that on a couple of songs, but we realized that, okay, we somehow we know we can do this better. Uh, so we said, okay, let's sit together in the same room, just like a guitar, maybe a keyboard, and just come up with something. We can uh, do some detail, uh, detailed coordination from the beginning. And uh, after a couple of songs, in that way, we realized, okay, this is this is it. This is how we're gonna do the album. And uh, I mean, there there were a lot of good things with that that we could communicate right away and. I mean, not doing something that the other one thought something different about. So we really had the same vision from the very first beginning. Right. It was uh, really good in that process. In the end, I think it makes it more organic, right? I mean, some of the albums that we grew up listening to, some of the most influential albums in the world were written that way. And people bounced, artists bounced ideas off each other right on the spot instead of, you know, sending anything electronically. And I think it shows in the final process. Yeah, it's kind of clear. It was really clear for us, especially for me and Jonas, you know, since when you're working by yourself, you might also work a bit too far. And then when I like send over a melody or Jonas send over a riff, we have come so far in the song. It's like you kind of lost the first part of it when right. you started to elevate. Overthink. Elevate. The song. Uh, so, you know, it's been really really good for us to you know sit together and you know discuss every detail to to really make it exactly as we wanted it from the beginning so one more question about songwriting then when you're writing songs are you writing them for how they're going to come across live and like in a live setting how they're going to come across on stage or are you writing songs for the song's sake both i mean sometimes you can have a feeling of a song okay this one will work really really good live and then you maybe adjust it so it should work really good live through the whole song then you don't put something acoustic for three minutes in that song if you have that feeling uh, so uh, mostly i think uh, if we think that this is a really good live song but you can also, you know, do stuff 
do songs that may not fit at all alive that we know from the beginning that this is just a good song for the album you know it fits very well for the album but this is not something that people will enjoy live because maybe it be a slower beat or you know not that hook alive but it's kind of a good song to you know have on right. the album okay what are you guys planning on doing live wise are you planning on touring with this record or is it too early to tell Christopher? I mean, uh, we hope to do some touring on this album. We haven't uh, haven't booked anything yet, but uh, we'll we'll see. Looking what's out there and trying to make something happen. Are you concerned at all about the the post pandemic playing out again, or because there's a number of things, right? Not only is it post pandemic, but you also have a flood of bands probably trying to play all at the same time because they've been locked up for so long, right? How do you navigate that? Yeah, that, that have been, you know, it's been a, a quite challenge uh, to, you know, work with this because um, we have felt that it's much more or less openings and right. announcements for tours and everything. And then we talked to, you know, bigger bands that we have played with before. And they said, like, okay, but you guys might have to, you know, um, step back a while more because all of the tours that are coming now, it's stuff that already are booked with, you know, support bands and everything since the right. pandemic. So, you know, you're still one year, uh, what do you say, back, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you have to wait uh, some more. Uh, so, yeah, that's been quite challenging. So that's why we, you know, also looking for maybe agencies and people who maybe can help us um, with this stuff now because I think it's much harder during these years than, than before. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and fans only have so much money as well. So if there's yes. 10 shows in town as opposed to, you know, one or two, you can yeah, only do what you can do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, very strange world we're living in. Yes, right now it's a very strange world. <laughs> I really don't like it. So that's why it's really good to have, you know, the music and, and have some joy enjoyment both for us and for the fans, you know. Yes. So I think, and you, you sort of just mentioned it there, but I think music especially heavier music or, you know, this kind of stuff is very cathartic and definitely helps people get through the nonsense we're living in. Yeah, you agree? I, I believe so. And, and also, you know, you have the community together with other people who maybe like metal and hard rock and you can just, you know, get nerdy about it and, you know, talk to people in, in the same kind of way and people understand each other. So I think that's a good thing to have kind of a hobby and an interest in, in that kind of stuff. Yeah, you mentioned the community. I don't think there's a community like the metal community anywhere else in the world. I mean, everybody's like so tight and so, yeah. I guess the word you just used is nerdy because you meet somebody for the first time and you start chatting about bands and riffs and exactly. songs. Yes, you, you see someone you know, out of the town, just, oh my God, it's, it's a metal church. <laughs> sure, it's <all> this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. There's nothing like that. You don't find that in the pop world or in the, in the oh, classical no. world. It's really, I think, strictly metal. Exactly. Second. very strange so <laughs> what do you guys have planned then are you continuing to write in the downtime or are you just i know you're promoting the record but if you're not playing what are you up to um it's it's to relearning the songs it, it's been a while since we wrote <laughs> the album and when we have um, gigs and um, maybe for on a tour also then we need to be prepared for that. So it's for my part is to go through the songs and uh, deciding, okay, which uh, which uh, guitar should you play there, uh, Christopher, and which should I play, and so on. So a lot of preparation is about that. Um, yeah, rehearse for the shows. You know, we haven't you know 
played so much together. It's mostly me, me, me and Jonas, you know, sitting and playing the songs, and then we just going in the studio doing each instrument, but not, you know, playing it together. So you know, starting to work on the. On the so how long has the album been completed then? We start. Oh, uh, I think it took us almost a year yeah. from start to finish completely. Right. Um, so, it was supposed uh, to take a bit less time, but since we were so eager to, you know, have, since it took so much time since the last album, we wanted it to be really, really perfect and not, you know, right. Don't uh, exclude any details. So we were, you know, taking some months to just okay, uh, shut your ears off, go back to the song, listen again, you know, everything. Right. So it took. So some were while. you writing during the pandemic then, or was it this afterwards? Uh, both uh, the, before because the first the, the previous album was released you know kind of at the same time when everyone, everything shut down so we waited like maybe half a year there to see what what the world was where was it going and then we started to realize that okay this is this is gonna be take a while so after that we might started to write some songs me and Jonah started up maybe two songs see what will go in and then we take a break again and yeah back forth so okay i do like that you guys released a record as opposed to just taking the singles route which is sort of the new model of the music business right because there's a whole process and a whole art form i think in sequencing in the record and how it's supposed to flow and the artwork and the whole deal that is sort of missing in the modern day music business right yeah hmm. That might be also was kind of you know the metal hard rock style maybe even if this type of music also goes maybe that way but you know it, I I believe that the album part is really important to metalheads and people yes. in hard rock still so I think it's you should keep that. <laughs> is it tough to do that though because everybody else is doing the you know the six week single and then release another one and a lot of people aren't even doing full records anymore right they're just doing that a video single and then move on to the next video single was there any thought to that i mean we are most of the other bands in our genre are as we said releasing full albums so uh, i don't think there is like a problem for us but much decision right but of course, it's um, it's a bit sad that the development of some genres has been like that because you you lose the complete idea what I think of releasing an album because uh, it's so much more than just some music and the lyrics. It's I mean the whole the whole picture of it. Uh, if you have it on vinyl, I mean that big cover and check the insert and right the liner notes everything. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think for metalheads, that is very important. So that's why uh, more or less every metal band are still doing their own way. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love that. And I think that's the way it should be because, you know, growing up, you went, you saved your paper out money, you went to the record store on a Tuesday, it was release day, and you bought the record and listened to it the way you wanted it to, the way the artist wanted it to be. And you read the lyrics and the notes and who you thanked and where yeah. it was recorded. It was all like some big process, like a ritual almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I think Jonas has a point there, but I also think that since, you know, like Spotify, 
has become such a big deal right now and the uh, kind of issue that you only can you know get on the big playlist and everything when you have a release i think there might be a a background there when you 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 just just release a single or an ep every year because you have to have more times tighter together to get on the playlists to you know showcase everything when you're writing an album you maybe get one playlist and then it takes like two three years to next album before you get it again right Um, when other bands maybe have you know five chances during this time so there's a way you have to level if how much do you want to you know spread your words on on the internet and and the streaming platforms it's definitely very different yeah so you guys act pretty active social media wise the fans want to find you we're working as hard as we can. Uh, I I try to be, you know, as updated as possible. I think we have managed to, you know, be pretty good at it. Uh, we have a lot of likes and comments on, you know, each post, even if we, you know, maybe post something that's not so news or big, uh, right. people comment and react. So, yeah, I think we have made it much better than many other bands that you know can't you know move it forward uh so i have worked really hard with that yeah that's a whole nother you got to be super skilled at doing that on top of being a musician you got to be a social media (laughs) expert and all this nonsense now yeah many stuff going around (laughs) yes it's crazy how far we've come yeah exactly (laughs) that's going to run me to the end of my questions did i miss anything you wanted to chat about no i don't think so i think we we got it. <laughs> yeah. um, if fans want to find you, can you give us your social media? Yeah, on, you know, we have a very, very oh, unique name. So just Rixoria on Facebook, Rixoria on Spotify. Oh, Google. Google. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram. You know, everywhere. We have just the same name, Rixoria, so they can check it out. All okay. So I do have one more for you, and then I'll let you go. This is a, a sort of a big one, but why do you think so many great, metal bands especially come out of those scandinavian countries like sweden and finland and norway i think we have so bored and bad weather here so we need to do something <laughs> and we are writing music actually going to say that we don't, we don't have anything else to do we just you know <laughs> <laughs> that may be the correct answer <laughs> or that or that we are very bored people so we are just <laughs> need to do something so that's why we learned an instrument. Because it's a very inordinate amount, right? I mean, you look at those small Scandinavian countries composed compared to the rest of the world, and you guys are pushing out some of the best metal out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really know uh, why it is like that, uh, to be honest. Um, I believe also that, you know, since we are a much smaller country, uh, we also get a very s- more intimate community with other bands that also push now so you know you can take tips from each other you can talk more together even with the bigger and the smaller bands you know you can take uh, tips from each other so i think it also it's one of that we have gotten a lot of help from you know other big bands who we have toured with and so i think that's you know you can get 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 in touch very easily with with other bands as well so i think that's a good thing on the flip side of that though does it make it too competitive or that's not really an issue Sometimes. We haven't felt it yet. I don't know when you, you know, maybe step up. You came a little bit more, but but of course, you know, you you are competing for of fewer uh, spots on um, festivals and everything. But um, but at the same time, you know, when you have a band who had helped you out, um, 
you just get happy when they right. get involved. So, oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. I think. And we're all in it together. So I agree. Yeah, exactly. Sweet. That's all I've got. Thank you, my friends. I hope that wasn't too bad. No, no problem. <laughs> Excellent. Good, good luck with the record. And hopefully we'll see you uh, somewhere. Festivals are over here in the States somewhere. Yeah, perfect. We would love to. Be well, my friends. Thank you. Take care. Bye. 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 Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from No Effects, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.